last time on Sign. Where is the thief? What was stolen? Silver. One tree just keeps getting closer. Uh, you see a white birch uh, that uh, seems to have some kind of footfalls. What's more, uh, you do the connection of looking at Vikram, who's just kind of like, you know, uh, calling out to Jonas, uh, egging him on. And you're like, oh yes, this thing wants silver that Vikram has, which is inside the oh. house. Can you see anything? Any charcoal? Anything on it? It's back! It's back! And Fenriel's ears perk up at that, by the way. Alexi just, um, he runs outside um, with this piece of silver, and he just starts waving it in the air and just says, like, Hey, big man! Big man! Uh, but this animist, this tree, is uh, approaching you, uh, Lexi, and kind of do, like, a reach out, like a tree is reaching out towards you. Its back is vulnerable, of course, to uh, most of the people uh, behind it. Uh, with that, uh, Alexi is going to... Um... <laughs> Shit. Oh, I'm scared. Okay, <laughs> I'm scared of this action. Uh, I think Alexi like slowly reaches out uh, to, with the silver, and I want to wait just for like a moment where this thing is like overcommitting to the grab. You know what I mean? It's kind of like like lurching forward to get it because it it sees that I'm that I'm giving it to it, and I think then with that, Alexi just wants to like grab the branch and try to just yank this tree down. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I will definitely allow that as your response to this animus action here. I call this a uh, heart of gold versus heart of silver. Mmm. Ooh, nice. nice. Like that Except was smooth. So, Alexi, you're using your held action um, here. Uh, so, to grab on and pull this thing down, uh, make a strength roll, and this thing is going to contest Okay, you. well, inspiration. Uh, but it's going to be a disadvantage because it is not smart. Oh, the tree is at a disadvantage. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Inspiration then for me. Don't need it, baby. Uh, 16. Wow. It only rolled a 13 uh, as uh, you manage to not decisively, but yank and also some of the branches pull as uh, this thing lurches forward and one of its legs, uh, so it's almost like in a kneeling position, goes into the ground. So now it's almost like where it was an erect tree before is now like a ramp. Uh, as its branch is now like uh, down in front of you there uh, to, you know, a compromised position. Yeah, my movement, tell me if this is too much of a movement to be a movement, but I just want to jump on the things back where the charcoal is. Like, I just want to like, like, just get on top of it. This would actually be, I have no doubt to your strength to do this. It should be dexterity in terms of making sure you have the balance to do this. Fuck me. Okay, great. Inspiration again, then. Okay. Get on the thing. Ooh! Uh, so that's 12. 12? Make a luck roll. <laughs> Come on! 13? Yeah, that's definitely enough. Yeah. As there's a moment of, like, you just, like, <laughs> leap. Yes! Uh, as as uh, we see this uh, enforcer catalyst leap on the base of the tree, it's a moment where you almost fall forward, but then with your arms, you kind of reach backwards and even yourself out. Uh, probably even, like, reaching for your hammer instinctively, which is already a weight to your back. Uh, but you manage to steady yourself as you are now on the uh, back of the thing. Uh, I just want to give you inspiration for that move. I thought that was uh, very dramatic from my end of things. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. That. 
Uh, so Thistle, it is your turn next, followed by uh, Vikram, then Jonas, then Fenril. Now that there's like a small fire going, I think there's enough residual light. Thistle will put away the flashlight, and she'll get up and she'll pull out her other knife as well. And she's going to go in t- towards the tree and then stab both in towards where she came with the charcoal near the bottom end and rake down. Okay, uh, make a strength roll as you see uh, one of the two veins of this thing's feet in quotation marks here. Uh, it's not going to resist because it's not aware. 15. Wow, yes. As uh, you just kind of rake and disrupt this vein of charcoal, uh, as uh, much like a very slow-moving, very simple, uh, you know, blood vein uh, of the human anatomy, you disrupt this charcoal and it kind of spills out. And uh, Thistle, you're wise to this. You don't let it touch you because it is acidic, but its left leg, uh, which is a combination of a lot of roots and earth and rocks, essentially this kind of web, uh, just kind of goes limp. Uh, there, as uh, this thing is weakened uh, even further here. Vikram uh, just kind of says, like, I don't want to be outdone here. And see, uh, kind of uh, rushes up to the right leg uh, and with his axe and his short sword, he is going to essentially try to copy your move. Um, it's rolling with inspiration. You rolled two twos. Not great. Oh, but he rolled very high for luck. Uh, so uh, you see uh, Vikram uh, just kind of appear, uh, Thistle, to your right as he kind of rakes down there and just like, it's just like wood, wood, and then kind of like nods towards you and falls. But as he falls off the, uh, you know, the leg, as it were, he does disrupt uh, the right vein here as this uh, animist now does not have controls of its legs as it is pretty uh, stuck uh, in here. Um as uh, Vikram, uh, you know, there's a moment where he, like, climbs on top. He's like, just as easy as, ah! He just kind of, like, falls uh, off. There's a, t- a tiny pan uh, over to Thistle, who's, like, the corner of her mouth goes up just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fenriel, it is your go. And then we're at the top of the order, uh, which might be the last turn, perhaps, uh, depending on what happens here, of round seven. Uh, Fenriel, you have a fire uh, that is a small fire that started in front of you here. Okay. Uh, and you and you get an inspiration point as it uh, feels good to start a fire in the heat of the moment, uh, literally. Heat of the moment. Cut this out so you don't get sued. Um... <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I'm repeating it so it's over 30 seconds long. Sick. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I got fire. I got arrows. I got archery as a skill. I feel like Fenriel was born for this moment. It's a Maybelline time. Don't hit your friends. Don't hit, Don't your, hit your fucking friends. friends. Oh my god. She's done it before. She'll do it again. <laughs> she's gonna. <laughs> she's gonna shoot me. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's a murder gene. Oh my god. <laughs> She lights an arrow on fire that she pulls from her back and just guns, like just starts running towards this thing um, as fast as she possibly can. And if in that run, there is a possibility to aim and shoot. She's lit three arrows on fire. Side note, three arrows. Three arrows? Holy shit. Just, Just as a backup. She's gotta have them. They're all like ready. Okay, make a dexterity roll as you're running with three arrows lit. Uh, yeah, and I assume, like, 
because they're just regular arrows, we'll say that you've kind of like put them in like the peat or the bark that keeps them somewhat lit here. Yeah, make a dexterity roll. Okay, use an inspo. Don't run too fast because the wind's going to just blow those suckers out, you know? (laughs) Fourteen! That's great. Now make a luck roll to see if these arrows, which are not meant to hold flames, keep the flames. Okay. Okay, baby. Let's do this together. (laughs) I know you got this in you too. Christy, you can tell us. It's a safe space. It's a four. No. That's why she lit three. That's why she lit three. I've got some very bad news. Son of a bitch. And, you know, I want to preface this with, like, Christy, I swear to God, I'm not picking on you. (laughs) I swear to goodness. It's your role, I am not just trying to make... Christy, we are going to laugh about this when your character is just so GD heroic. I'm laughing about it right now. You know what? You catch on fire. Uh, what happens is you run with the arrows, uh, and one of the third arrows, because you, you know, Providence isn't a bit, spreads to your arm, and your arm is on fire uh, as <gasps> oh, it kind of like no. uh, catches no. onto the cloak there. Uh, what do you do? Oh my. It's her blackened hand, so she drops the arrows and keeps running with her arm outstretched to touch this creature. <laughs> I love it. Nice. It's still in your coat, though. Don't your even give a shit. She's not even thinking. She's going to suffer burns. She's going to suffer damage. She's running. Because guess what? This is going to burn better than those flimsy fucking arrows. Just slow-mo, like, all our heads kind of turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you're literally just, we joked about this earlier, but now it's literally this girl is on fire. That is just a literal thing. And I think Fenriel, at this point, is like just with this outstretched arm doesn't give a shit she's luck can go to hell she is reaching out and just like clamoring onto this beast also oh i should say because it's for luck and she's already fucked um fenriel's clothes are practically made of nothing because they're threadbare so they would have lit real fast and real hard so fenriel would be just fire at this point Fenriel is fire. Stop, drop, and roll. Not happening. Fenriel oh is lit. We got some nakedness she straight in here. Up, she straight up might die. Like, this encounter might, might die. murder you. Know what? This is, though, every... She's close to what she wants. She's close to silver. She's close to, like, this beast. She doesn't even have... You did this, Julian. You gave this. <laughs> you lit me on fire. We're gonna be on fire, baby. <laughs> That's fair. I don't like think I did this you and that for luck did this. You're on fire. Uh, your clothes, as you say, are going up in flames as you are a uh, persona in uh, Ferno, as you are jumping onto this birch tree. Um, I need uh, not Thistle, because Thistle, you would see this. Uh, I'm going to say Vikram, as he fell off, is kind of like enough away. Jonas is far away because he's looking for, you know, uh, all right, all following roll. him, uh, Jonas. With your low intelligence, you might not even be aware that Fenriel is on fire behind you, some like ten meters away. So, like, if it goes to be. each person, like the heads are turning, yeah. the fires <laughs> coming, the anger and rage on her face, and then it just turns to Jonas, who has like the tongue out and like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but to that point, uh, I do need uh, Alexi to make intelligence roll. Intelligence. My favorite. Mm-hmm. It's a nine. 
Uh, that is enough to be aware of this. Uh, a little late, uh, as in you like look oh. behind you as you were like uh, as scrambles you up the tree burning. and she's coming. Yeah, as you see her leap onto it, um, and Thistle, you're going to react first, uh, and you see the full uh, travel of like you know even the arrows starting fire and then like catching very swiftly and very quickly burning up uh, Fenrir's armor here. Um, and Thistle, how would you like to react uh, being, you know, on this tree or, or very close to this, this birch here? I mean, I think she's going to just dodge out of the way. <laughs> yeah, make a dexterity roll. And similar to Alexi, uh, how would you like to react as uh, this is away from you? Uh, you know, this is the base of the tree and you're near the, the, the top of it, you know. Uh, but you've jumped on and you see uh, Fenrir on fire. Are you standing your ground or are you also going away? 13. Okay. Yeah, Alexi, I think, I just think that, like, he turns around and sees a woman on fire running towards him, and she just, like, jumps on the base of the tree. I think he's, I think he's just, like, hanging on even tighter for some reason. Like, it's, like, there's some commotion. It's, like, shaking. There's fire. I think he's just, like, kind of, like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And is just sort of bracing himself. Okay, fair enough. Um, And uh, Fenril here, uh, being on fire... Um, any other kind of flavor? Are you just kind of like aiming for the base of this tree or what are you aiming for? What kind of action are you doing? Okay, this is what I want. This is what I want. Please. (laughs) And you're going to make this happen because this is the dying wish of a forest (laughs) nymph. I want you to remember that movie 300. Yeah. Which part? Where they're all like jumping. They're all like about to be taking, like the last of them are about to take on the Persians. And there's that scene where they're all just like, ah, in slow motion. (laughs) And they all know they're going to their death. Let's be serious. But if they're going to die, they're going in a fucking glory. So Fenriel, I just want you to imagine, like, she, as she's close as she can, the rest of her is catching fire. She looks down. She's aware. She doesn't care. She, like, just, if she can, like, hits a root with her foot as, like, leverage and just like jumps as high as this tiny little thing can and is screaming as she does it because the fire is starting to like singe her skin and like burn her and she's feeling it but she's so focused on the silver in this thing everything that she's been looking for for all of these years that she's never been able to get her hands on is in front of her and she just leaps oh make a dexterity roll she's using inspo 13. Nice. That happens. As in there is that, yes, directorial slow motion shot, but you do find that leaping off point and you leap and Fenrir almost instinctually and like what else could be instinctual when you are on fire? All logic has probably like been evaporated from your brain as you head to the base of this thing and cling on to this. And there's this moment where you, um, who are probably used to climbing from tree to tree, and this is an alien tree, you grab uh, the base instinctually with a grip that uh, will not uh, give any give way. Uh, and the fire spreads and runs up the charcoal, almost like a fuel line, like this kind of fire here. Um, and Fenriel, you are in trouble. Um, but uh, Alexi, uh, as you're clinging on for dear life, this fire just... Uh, races up uh, to you uh, and is going to catch some of you on fire. What is your knee-jerk reaction? 
yeah, Alexi just jumps off or falls off, even like just at the sight of his uh, at the flame, like approaching his leg, and like Ugh! he just like falls off, Ugh! and like I, I'm imagining he like lands on the ground and he's just like ha, 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 as he's like tapping this flame off of his leg. You're a tough guy, so make a, I was gonna say dexterity roll disadvantage, but just straight dexterity roll. Is it possible? Is it possible to make a Constitution roll if I just choose to fall off the tree? Yes. Okay, so then that's what he'll do. He's literally just going to see it and let go and fall off. Okay, so just straight constitution roll to put out the fire and be okay with this. 14. Okay, you have a minor injury then. Uh, and it's only of, like, one, because a lot of it's, frankly, kind of cosmetic because you're a tough guy. But the minor injury is you're burned, right? Okay. Just straight up. Yep. Fenriel, um, I need you to make a constitution save. Man. The constitution save. <laughs> yeah, the save. Using my last inspo. Yeah, it's right. a good time. It to will do be that. your last yeah. inspo, absolutely. <laughs> 13. That's great. That's very, very good. So, uh, you are also clearly on fire, uh, and you take a stress. You uh, lose inspiration point if you have any inspiration left to lose. Um, uh, and how do you react just being on fire and when you jumped on this, the moment of success and elation and victory and vengeance or however else you wish to characterize that Fenrir is there. But then in a moment it passes when it's just pure pain and fire and burning and destruction. And how do you react to that as you are literally being cooked uh, and you might die uh, given 10 more seconds? Well, first of all, Julian, I have to say... I added wrong and I had 12. So that needs to change. I, I had a five, not a six by accident. My con was seven. So Okay. Good to know. The description still stands okay. and I will factor them to the damage. But wanted, thank you for being I honest. wanted to be honest. I saw it. I thought about not being honest, but I'm honest. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it a lot, Christy. And I think what happens in Fenrir's mind is like she sees this flame and then shock sets in. And she just kind of, like, feels the pain happen. And just, like, another, like, slow-mo moment almost where she just kind of, like, closes her eyes, drops off the tree, and with, like, the last of her ability... Because this is not the first time Fenrir was caught on fire. Um, <laughs> she... Yeah. yeah. Like, stops, drops, and starts rolling, like, just a little bit, as much as her... As feebly as she can. Yeah. Uh, make either a constitution, uh, wisdom, or strength roll, but, uh, any of those three will be a disadvantage. Okay. Um, 11. As you start rolling, and, uh, Thistle and Vikram, uh, you see this sight, uh, Thistle more immediately of uh, this person just very much on fire, Fenrir on fire, but like slowly rolling around here, but really starting to uh, crisp up. I mean, Vikram's gonna try something real, real quick. Uh, he's gonna use inspiration. Oh, you rolled two ones! <laughs> so Vikram's good, doing Vikram. great. No! <laughs> yeah. well, we you want Vikram to be good game. right now. Oh. You want uh, to be oops, good. I mean, uh, oh no, Fuck you, you know, Thistle hasn't known Fenrir for very long. I think the the, the vengeance of for Vikram might be stronger. Um, but he is going to burn a bunch of stamina. 
uh, which formless can do, uh, as he, uh, kind of similar to, like, that moment, Alexei, where you saw uh, Vikram do kind of, like, a very lame, kind of like, oh, I'm gonna do, like, air formalism, and it just, like, you know, gusts his hair. You see uh, Vikram go wide-eyed and, like, lit by the fire that is Fenrir, and just be like, holy hell, uh, as he reaches out his hands and tries to do something but nothing, and he spreads uh, his stance even longer and just kind of, like, uh, like growls, and uh, it's kind of like a sudden gust of wind hits Fenrir, but it's not air. It's almost like the fire energy is being sucked away uh, there as Fenrir, the fire is just lessening by like, you know, uh, fourfold here as uh, we see uh, Vikram and some fire is going to blow around him here. He's just kind of sweating uh, profusely, perhaps from the heat or from exertion as he's just kind of growling uh, at this here. Uh, but even in doing that, I'm going to say Fenrir is still a bit on fire and you're still definitely burned um, and Thistle, uh, if you wish to act on this uh, or observe um, it's your call yeah I mean this Thistle's got her like water skin on her so she's gonna run over and try and pour some water on whatever is still on fire oh thank you I appreciate it as uh, that happens there and uh, Fenrir uh, you have a major injury of uh, level two uh, which you are severely burned. What's more, uh, you know, as you say, like your your equipment is is uh, threadbare. You will have to find or stitch new uh, equipment. You know, you're you're not naked. You're not naked running for the woods here. No. But your 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 armor or uh, you know, uh, yeah, your armor is essentially in tatters here. Um, as uh, you know, with that kind of water that feels, uh, I'd imagine, uh, horrible. Just, you know. Yeah, very hot, but also, like, it still feels bad. I'm not going to, you know, mince words. Everything feels bad it's right now. not a good day. Not great. The combat kind of rests there. And the rest of, to make matters worse, and Thistle, you probably don't make a roll for this as we're, you know, uh, closing up here. You kind of drag at first uh, Fenril away from the tree that is still on fire. The charcoal has kind of opened up and created this, like, huge emit of light here of this long kind of bonfire. Uh, of this tree uh, as the silver is kind of glistening now more than ever on the bottom side uh, of this birch uh, here as uh, you know Alexi you're also getting your senses and um, and Jonas Jonas uh, you know you checked around saw this happen and now you can get back in the fight here as uh, Vikram is also sweating profusely and uh, we see the smoke kind of you know carefully uh, prod into the foreground and is kind of looking worriedly over towards Fenrir here. Um, and any immediate actions here, or we can also cut to a little bit later when Fenrir is kind of getting to her uh, faculties and healing from these burns. Can I have a quick scene? Even Please. though she's in horrific pain? Sure. Um, I think uh, lying in the grass she would be whispering to Thistle like just um, get Alexi like to beg for him to come over um, and then you know Alexi if, if you join she would just whisper to him like um, she just looks at him while she's like you know sizzling and just, just like find the silver please like everything is still about this silver 
Uh, she kind of like points, and you can see Alexei, and like this thing's still burning. I imagine charcoal is like a fuel, right? So this thing is burning. You can see a silver like on the undercarriage of this uh, fuel source, uh, kind of gleaming but impervious to fire, uh, and so like almost impossible to touch right now unless you want to get burned. You'd assume, uh, but it's there. Yeah, he sort of like looks over at Thistle and just says like, "You make sure to take care of her." As he like gets up and pulls out his hammer, uh, and he's gonna go over and just start hacking pieces off of this tree, just like, just wailing on it, trying to like chunk off a piece of this silver. As he does, I'd love just for flavor for Thistle to nod and turn back to Fenriel and kind of under her breath, go, "You strange, brave idiot." <laughs> and I think I think Fenrir would just kind of look at her like just with the last of her strength and go like oh thank you <laughs> just like pass out Fenril, uh, we get that kind of shot that's kind of made uh, more famous in Game of Thrones and Gladiator of just kind of like top-down cowboy shot of yourself sleeping uh, at kind of like mid-range and yourself uh, scarred through burns and covered up in blanket and new clothing. And the uh, distant light of the, uh, you know, the animus, the birch tree firelight going there. Um, but your expression is concerned uh, perhaps not REM, but more so just kind of, you know, disjointed sleeping here as uh, we start to see some visions of your past. And then the camera just kind of blinks, as it were. And Fenrir, you're still lying down, uh, but you are no longer burned and your eyes are open. And instead of the background being a dark and firelit space, it is all almost a uh, gray tone. Uh, black and white, and you're kind of uh, rolling towards some uh, stone archway uh, here that you're passing uh, beneath uh, that says uh, Kilbride Hall. Um, And as you keep going through this archway, uh, it kind of ascends up some simple stairways, almost into like an almost church feel. But when you get to the inside, it seems almost more industrial, like a cafeteria or even a laboratory. And uh, Fenrir, you are observing around you uh, kids uh, kind of like teasing each other, cafeteria kind of vibe, uh, playing tricks on each other, running back and forth, eating some foods and scraps and kind of avoiding uh, the attention of, you know, other um people uh, surveyors who are kind of uh, keeping you there uh and there's about like 20 to 30 of you um you know uh kind of playing around here and so your uh bed as in this rolling bed keeps going and you pass through the cafeteria with a bit of forlorn that you wish you could stay there a little longer as the uh you know your fellow uh, kids uh, who must be i should mention like age wise like just like early teens not even teenagers yet Um, You get pushed towards a double doorway into a more kind of church, but also lab-like kind of feel, as in it is uh, cathedral-like in the symmetry uh, of it being almost like stained glass or circular in its architecture, but definitely more scientific uh, in terms of the equipment around it. Um, And you see a bald man uh, with glasses, uh, who you would know, 
um, who looks down upon you with a syringe, and two other aides uh, who are also, you know, dressed in lab coats uh, and that kind of thing, and they look down on you very judgingly. I think at this point, Fenriel realizes that she can't move of her own volition. Like, um, it's almost like she's trapped in the body that she remembers and recognizes from childhood, but she's going through the motions. Like, this is a dream that she's had before, where in her brain she's screaming, no, 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 but every time she goes to move, like, her body goes through the same process over and over again of just, she knows what's coming, and she's powerless to stop it in this in this kind of, like, mind entrapment. Right. And here comes, you know, one of the two climaxes, which are you are used to, Fenrir, as um, you can kind of see with some, you know, kind of almost religious, like honorific, like a syringe being presented going into your arm um, as this doctor applies something to you um, that uh, without you having the choice to do it, you scream at in the pain of not so much the syringe going in, but what follows, what's being injected inside. And the room turns white, blinding light. And all the vision of the people around you is kind of lost. And for a split second, we almost change perspectives to see out the window of just a bright light that then, um, way slower than how it started, just kind of dies down. And you see these three figures again, uh, notably the uh, male scientist, bald head, glasses, holding up the syringe again, being spent. And he looks down at you, frowning. And Fenriel, you start to feel the pain as rigid uh, as every day you've known it since this operation of looking down onto your arm, uh, just blackened and charred. And you see the scientists not give a hint of sympathy, but a slight frown of unsuccessful um, as he kind of shares this expression with his colleagues who don't need a word as they keep moving you at this point, wheeling you out, not the way you came, not towards your friends, the fellow orphans, that kind of thing, but outside, into the woods, into the gray tone wilderness as your arm burns there and uh, you can see as you kind of lean up looking towards your feet, uh, Kilbride Hall there uh, in all of its uh, perverse majesty. And you are wheeled out into the woods, uh, which instead of a white light are more dark and full of shadows. And I, I think at this point, too, the reality is that while Fenrir is lying still, she seems, you know, to the anyone else, she would look like she's died. Um, lying in this, you know, almost cart-like uh, thing. And... Um, She's again trapped, just screaming in pain. She feels the pain as if it was, you know, just happening. And it's radiating throughout her body. But she's so uh, weakened by the procedure that she's just lying there, eyes unblinking and feeble. And you wouldn't even see her chest rising and falling. She's practically just paralyzed from the pain. Uh, and, I, you know, rain is pitter-pattering on her face and um she's she's just along for this horrific ride once again like knowing where she's going and like knowing that they're taking her to the woods where none of her friends have ever come back and 
that fear, even though she knows what's coming, is bubbling up inside her in a silent scream that is just caught in her throat, unable to do anything but a slight gurgle. As this is happening, you hear like how like uh, the howl of wolves and eyes from the darkness. Uh, just kind of sign uh, sign there as like other eyes are coming towards you, and these people that uh, these other versions of you, these iterations, start speeding up. So much so that it's causing a friction of its own, like fire, like flame. And before you know it, from your arm, fire just uh, kind of envelops uh, you. And you find yourself very much on fire, uh, as for your very recent uh, feeling and iteration here. Um, And uh, the dream snaps, stops. Man, I, wa- I wish I'd added more now. You all should add more. I was just so engrossed in what you were saying, Julian. I was like, oh, I don't know what I could add. I'll have to have this dream again. The good news is that, like, feel free to add more to your backstory now as we'll uh, explore it more and more. Um, and, uh, you know, Fenril, uh, yourself especially, because your backstory is harrowing uh, and traumatic, to be sure. That's how I like it. Mm-hmm. Harrowing and traumatic. It's also how I like my men. <laughs> oh, harrowing and traumatic. That's why I dated actors for so long. Am I right? Oh. Is your marriage okay? Do we need to break off to talk We're about fine. that? <laughs> okay. No. Mark's not an actor. Um, oh, okay. Right, right. He just works at a theater. But no, no, seriously, though, that was so rad. Um, thank you for putting that all together, Julian. No problemo. Great. Uh, unless there's anything else, I did not know that'd be that uh, deadly, but uh, <laughs> yeah, burning arrows of the four luck, I guess it's what that uh, gets you in this world. Um, as uh, are you blaming me for this? <laughs> I'm not, you're the one that rolled a four, Christy. No, I'm blaming, I'm blaming the four, I'm not blaming you. I think I would have done the same thing. I'm just blaming the luck that was rolled <laughs> and where that made my mind go through. And I'm also congratulating you on, you know, defeating that enemy single-handedly, but at the cost of yourself yep. to do it. Well, I really hope that the the smoke sees something in common with me now, because I'm imagining I will have some pretty severe, like, burns for life. Yeah. Yep. Sign is a tabletop role-playing game created by Jason Ox and myself, Julian Frid. This podcast is recorded in Toronto, Canada, and is edited and produced by Julian Frid, featuring myself as The Handler, Jonathan Sconza as Alexi, Louisa Zhu as Sinyi, Stefan Till as Jonas, and Christy Bolden as Fenriel. Opening theme by Justin Malecki, with additional tracks created and performed by Justin Malecki, Julian Frid, and Liam O'Doherty. To learn more about Sign, visit signuniverse.com and join our mailing list for news about our upcoming sourcebook on Kickstarter. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at TheSignUniverse, all one word. You can also find Sign Adventures and other media on our YouTube channel. Sign is a part of the Fable and Folly podcast network with recording provided by Zencaster. If you like what you hear, please do like, share, and subscribe. But most importantly, Thank you for listening.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.